There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Hydro Jug. Woohoo! If you know about it, you know. If you don't, you're welcome because you need to get your hands on the water bottle that everybody is obsessed with. It's truly one of my new favorite things that I have in my home. I am obsessed with it. It's durable, it's a reusable jug, and it holds more than a half a gallon of water. Hydration is important. Da da da. We know that. But I have really come to understand that hydration is a key component in maintaining or in my case, losing weight. Like if I'm not drinking enough water, it's not happening for me no matter what I do. So I am hella focused on getting that water into the body. Before I had it, I'd be like filling up bottles and drinking glasses and I would lose track of how much water I was drinking throughout the day. But you just fill up hydro jug. That's what you need for an entire day. And you just sip on it and you're good to go. I drink at least one throughout the day. And the bottle itself is great. It's leak proof seal. So you don't have to worry about it spilling everywhere. It's got a handle on it. So you can just really like get in there and chug. Shatterproof bottle, which is fantastic. Um, Oh, dishwasher safe because you're girl cannot be hand washing things and my favorite part and it's got this wide mouth opening so I can stick like massive pieces of ice in there because I like my water super super cold and all my other bottles that I had before have like these little necks you can't get anything in and also they're so cute I'm not joking my wife and I are obsessed I have a white marshmallowy one and we call it Justin Bieber I don't know my wife named it I don't understand but I literally our hydro drugs have nicknames and hers she's got this cute pink one and she calls it piglet they're cute they're fun they're functional and um it really helps me meet my goals for hydration every single day what are you waiting for? Get your hydro jug at www.thehydrojug.com. Use discount code Taylor to get 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at www.thehydrojug.com. And that's H-Y-D-R-O and then jug, J-U-G.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. And now it's time for the podcast. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me, 
talking finally. Today is my friend and your favorite fucking author, Dave Quinn. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Our long national nightmare is over. I am finally here. I have been itching <laughs> to get here to talk to you for like years now, it seems. I'm so I know. happy to be here with you. You are the absolute best. And you know I'm a super fan of yours, so... Honey, it goes both ways. Mutually fandom going on here. Okay, so if you don't know, let me tell you. Dave just wrote a book. It's called Not All Diamonds and Rosé. And it's an expose, if you will, on all things that we know or didn't know and love and need to know about the Real Housewives franchise. So I have so like so many questions. I could talk to you for a million hours, but we have a half an hour. So I'm gonna cram everything in. Um, we also have to talk about the party because it was very newsworthy, but also I wasn't there, which we will discuss. <laughs> We can discuss. It was my fault. It was my fault. Um, but before we get into anything, first things first, I need to understand like the origins of this book. When did you want to make it? How did it come to fruition? I want all of the tape. Okay, so I was in conversations, as you know, I've worked for a long time as a journalist uh, for publications yes. like Entertainment Weekly, People Magazine. I was covering Bravo. I had a great relationship with the network. And it was a mutual conversation of like, what if we were to do a book about Bravo, what would it look like? I gave them sort of my... My uh, idea of what it could be. We talked about this idea of an oral history, which I think is such a good format because the truth yes. is I have opinions as a fan. You have opinions as a fan, but like yes. we all know every one of these women have their own experiences. So this is a book of feelings, not a book of facts. We're not yes. talking for them. We're letting them speak to each other. Uh, yes. And, the, and it's great to kind of hear them make claims and then have it sometimes align with what the producers or executives think or sometimes not align it's yep. really kind of fun in that format and that's how it started we talked about it i guess two years ago is when the initial conversation started i started working on the book in june of 2020 that's when i did all my interviews wow. and it took a total wow. of like nine and nine to ten months to get it out it's my baby it's my people have children in nine months i had a, a book <laughs> honestly I wish I had your baby. I want your baby. I want to steal your baby. This baby is the best baby that's ever been born. Okay. So Annie Cohen actually said, I like to think of not all diamonds and rosé as the ultimate reunion. And that it is because it's like, like you said, feelings are not facts. <laughs> I tell myself that every day in therapy. People love to tell me that. I disagree with it, but it is the truth. Um, my fucking feelings are facts, actually. <laughs> well, you're but always it's, right. It's, it's That's like, why. <laughs> thank you. This is why I love you. But the, this is the thing with the book is that like it really is a continuation of feelings and drama. And it does. It has like a very reunion -y feel, which we all know. We love the seasons. But honey, I am in it for her. I'm in it for the reunion. So this is just like an epic version of that. So bravo on the book. You did it so well. There's been so much drama <laughs> around the book. It's unbelievable. It's like every single story I read, it's about your book, yeah, it's, which congratulations. Thank you. It's really wild. You know, this was kind of intentional of when I was going through this process. A lot of the women would speak really openly with me about their feelings. I'm not a gotcha journalist. If anybody knows me, I yes. really believe in everybody having uh, their space to tell me their truth. And if I told them at the top, like, you can be as honest with me as you want. If there's anything you don't want to say afterwards that you think, oh, I kind of regret that, we'll take it out. Yep. Like, I'm not. Yep. here to hurt you. Um, and 
and I asked everybody really open questions. Like, what were your feelings on that? Some women in the book, um, Melissa Gorga, a great example, really didn't get in the mud. She like, didn't want to go down there. She really stayed kind of above it all. She wasn't interested Mm -hmm. in like being messy and other women really got honest about their feelings on things. And I never told anybody what other people had said, because I did not want to start any sort of arguments behind the scenes. Now they all tried. They would say, well, I'm sure you talked to this person. (laughs) Did she tell you this? And I would say, she told me how she felt, but I, you know, you can assume what she said. Like I would say things like that. Well, you know how she feels and uh, (laughs) without telling them exactly what they said, especially because some of these shows were still in the midst of production. Right. So like, I didn't want to like say to Leah, Oh, this is what Sonia just said about you. And then she goes to film a lunch with Leah with Sonia rather. And like says, I heard you were saying this behind my back. I, I I am not the story. I did not want to be a part of it. So I think that so many of these women read this for the first time when it hit them. And that's, you know, so in a way, yes, it's the ultimate reunion, but it's also like the ultimate episode because they're seeing all these professionals about what the women are saying and reacting to it in real time. It's well, and the thing is, too, it's it's people who are currently on franchises of the Housewives, but it's also old school people who are no longer even on the show. Yeah. So they really rip into the drama, which is so delicious. Yeah, they have so to I lose. have to ask you, <laughs> who was who had the biggest mouth? Who was who was spilling the most tea? Well, I mean, I think Carol Razowell really opened <laughs> the floodgates yeah. here. Uh, what I love about Carol, we talked for twelve hours, Taylor. Is that insane? In, in a row. That's insane. Like on a like Saturday. Straight. Straight 12 hours. Um, and, you know. Um, was, there, was there drinking involved? Uh, no, actually. Although one housewife wow. did get, and I won't, re- I don't want to call her to the curb, but okay. one housewife did get very drunk throughout the interview, progressively drunker to a point where I just stopped it and we picked up another day because I was like, you're not making any sense. And this is, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Uh, that would have been me. <laughs> repetitive reader. Try to get a story out of me after I've had four tequilas it's not fun we're going through it again (laughs) but no carol i think like as a journalist herself has a really good perspective and she gave me a nugget that kind of unlocked something in me and really changed the way i was talking to people in interviews i'm glad i talked to her early on but she said to me that a lot of the conflict that you see on the show between the women has to do with the show itself their feelings of how they're going to be edited, how they're going to be perceived, what their standings are, how much they may be paid or what any of those sorts of things. And that unlocked a lot. And I think that you can especially see that in the conversation between Candy and Phaedra and what went down with their friendship, like the show in and of itself and how they were acting within the experience of filming really affects their friendship in the long run. It's funny you say that because sometimes when I'm watching, I'm like, we're watching a fight about something that they're not explaining in its totality. And I understand there's like inner workings of business that they just can't pull back the, you know, the curtain for, but there have been some fights. Like for example, I'm still like not a hundred percent sure what the fight was between Brandy Glanville and Denise Richards. Like they both like, like Brandy definitely, I don't think she lied, but like something was amiss. You know, like there's been seasons where I feel that in my gut as like, I like to think I'm a Bravo sommelier. Okay. (laughs) I am like the fucking creme de la creme of opinions on Bravo. But like, and I think I have the hot takes. I also think I'm really good at predicting like who is like, who everyone's going to love in four years and who everyone's going to hate in four years. But I digress, (laughs) but I definitely, yeah, there, there is, that's an interesting tidbit because there does sometimes 
sometimes seem like there's underlying things that it's like we're they're fighting about this on the show but i think that they're actually fighting about this and we're we don't have all of the uh, the information if you will yeah and it was eye-opening to me especially with the denise thing because a lot of people perceived it as bullying that they were really going after denise that they were slut shaming her or even like uh trying to you know they were homophobic in the way that they were questioning right. her sexuality or judging her the way the women really see it is like this is a friend of ours we've never been on the show with somebody who uh all of a sudden says bravo bravo effing bravo i need to get out of here don't cut right. that you know that's not the way that things happen to them and they really just saw her as somebody who wasn't being honest that they were trying to right. be them full their full selves whether you believe that or not as a viewer they believe right. that they were trying to be their full selves and she was being secretive and when they heard about the brandy situation the way she was gaslighting brandy allegedly they felt mm -hmm. as though that was like a smoking gun for them to prove the point that like yes this is the issue that you're having you're judging us saying that we're coming after you you when like all we're doing is trying to be honest here you're gaslighting all of us uh, again i don't necessarily take any sides in these sorts of things but i understand right. and i hope that readers understand a little more when they go through that part i know that now that you've written the book you have to be very like unbiased right but as a fan have you been like somebody who pick sides on teams i'm very much like team this team that i am no matter how hard i try to stay impartial i cannot i cannot yeah see i've i've really never been that sort of person it's just kind of not who i am as in my heart of hearts i tend to be um somebody who's very empathetic so i like i live in other people's emotions and conflicts and whenever there's a disagreement going on on television i see these people as people because i've interacted even before the book with so many right. of them behind yep. the scenes um and know them so well so i really just like watch it in my heart like i'm like oh no they're going through it and oftentimes they have called me well before anything has made it on tv and vented to me about their feelings so again yes. I, I struggle to take sides but before i got into any of this when i was like an at-home viewer when i was yes. just like watching tv i certainly yes. think i was a little bit more opinionated and like, i'm talking like the scary island days you know what i mean you were like whoa what is going on she seems wild you know those were the yep. sort of things that i was uh <laughs> viewing no, I mean that's fair. I've I've gotten to know the Vanderpump kids obviously very well. Yeah. And you know, I went from viewer to like insider and it really does change your perspective because you can really start to see a whole different world than what you're necessarily not that what you're seeing on TV is fake. It's real. The drama is very real, right. but you start to grow compassion for them all as humans. Yeah. And that's not fun. I know. Well, it's so funny, Taylor, <laughs> because like I think back to watching you host the younger after show and it's so fun yeah. to be able to be like, should she be with Charles? Should she be with what's his name? Like who, you know, right. like and taking that apart and these are characters so characters you know these are actually real women and the title of the book not all diamonds and rosé is meant to reflect that this is not the easiest experience they have to right. live these you know the the network is always pushing and the producers are always pushing them for them to live out loud to be 100 yep. themselves to say all the things mm -hmm. in their head that they wouldn't mm -hmm. normally say out loud and then of course they have right. to watch it all back and hear from the court of public opinion and it's yep. really hard for them i think so we think that they're you know living these glamorous lives and the truth is it's not easy i think they're all kind of superheroes for doing it
and it's a job, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're do they're saying and doing the things that we all secretly wish that we could do. Yeah. And then we pick them apart because it's shit talk. L- let's get real. I'm a girl, okay? I shit talk my entire life. <laughs> I'm an expert shit talker. But the thing is, is I don't usually, like... The thing about Bravo is we get to shit talk them and we suffer none of the consequences. They're suffering all the consequences for our entertainment. So (laughs) I am with you. They really are. They're doing the Lord's work. They are. And and that's what I'm hoping that viewers like when they, sorry, excuse me, readers, when they read the book, I'm hoping that they pick up on that and take it back that you may not like a housewife for your own personal reasons, but Mm -hmm. think about where they fit into the show, what they're doing for your entertainment. Like, I mean, I think we're all... All loving watching this season of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, whether we agree oh. or understand or trust or however our feelings are towards Erica, like she's she's showing up. She's coming to filming she, every episode. And, uh, yep. you know, I, I think therefore that makes her, in my perspective, a great housewife. I want to see somebody who is putting it all on the line. What was the most shocking, jaw-dropping thing that you heard from a housewife or a producer while creating this book. Well, I was very surprised uh, to hear that. (laughs) I was very surprised to hear that allegedly Denise was making passes at some of the Orange County housewives at uh, at BravoCon. That was a shock to to me. I was like, stop. uh, Do we know, wait, do we know which OC housewives? I don't know which OC housewives names were not given to me, but that was shocking. Uh, I did not expect that. Denise, get it, girl. Holy shit. And that all happened before before any of the uh, Brandy and Kim, like before any of that stuff came to fruition, no one knew about it. So I was kind of surprised by that. There's something that happens in the Jersey chapter that blew my mind. Do you know when someone tells you something and you say that you know what they're talking about just because you don't want to like look stupid um so i was that's welcome to me every single day of my life continue So i was talking to dolores catania in our interview and she said to me oh well you know what happened in dominican republic with the police and everything and i was like yeah 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 yeah." and then like as we kept going i was like wait a minute honestly i don't know what you're talking about i'm sorry and she told me this story there was a tussle with the law and involved the gorgas and the judices and the loritas and all these people were involved some people went home from the dominican Republic trip. Some people stayed. I couldn't believe this. So I then started asking the questions in follow-up interviews and I would get like Caroline Manzo was like, I am not allowed to talk to you about this. And unless I get a phone call from Andy Cohen telling me that I am allowed to talk to you about this, I am not going to talk to you about this. And uh, he made the phone call. So there's the whole story in there from the perspective of, of Caroline and uh, Melissa talks about it. Greg Bennett, one of our favorite, um, recurring guest stars in Jersey. That story was shocking. Never been talked about on the record. Never at all. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by my fitness pal. To know me is to know that I have so many issues finding motivation to work out and eat healthy. The struggle is beyond real. But that narrative for me is changing thanks to my fitness pal. Okay, I know. If you're like me, I also did too. I actually thought my fitness pal was just for counting calories. But guess what? It's so much more. 
my fitness pal actually teaches you, me, about nutrition, fitness habits, and it's really game-changing. My fitness pal, it's not a rigid diet plan. That's why I love it. Instead, you gradually learn from personalized data what actually works for you. And if your version of healthy looks different from my version of healthy or someone else's, that's totally fine. It, the whole point is helping you find the best path for your goals. And even better is my fitness pal premium membership. It's freaking incredible. You get customized tools, expert guidance, and it really helps you reach your personal goals the way that you want to. With their app customization, you actually get to choose the right setting to help you meet your individual goals. So if you're into macro tracking, that's great. That's good for you. I'm not. Low carb, I actually am into that. They've got heart health, etc. And you stick to it more easily because it's catered to your needs. And with Premium's deeper nutritional insights, it actually helps you discover which foods fuel you best. What works for somebody else does not necessarily work for you. Also, something that I've really struggled with is logging my food because it just, it takes time. It's, it's, it's effortful. So my aha moment was when I discovered the meal scan feature on my fitness pal. You take a picture of it and the app literally recognizes all the food on it and gives you the calories. I had a chicken Caesar salad without dressing on the side. It was like chicken Caesar salad dressing on the side. It's unfriggin' believable. It's like a nutritionist in your phone. And speaking of which, with MyFitnessPal, you're not going at it alone. You literally have access to guided daily workouts and meal plans written by dietitians and exercise scientists. So like, it's like you have a whole team around you. Plus, you get support from other members with shared goals and experiences. It's a great community that they have there. I'm telling you, MyFitnessPal does way more than just count calories. Get the support that you need to meet your health goals. Unlock all the amazing things MyFitnessPal can do, like I did. Start your premium membership today. Go to taylor.myfitnesspal.com and use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, that's my code, to get a one-month premium membership for free. Free! That's taylor.myfitnesspal.com and code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for a free one-month premium membership. Taylor.myfitnesspal.com. And now, back to the podcast. How did you get access to this information? Because like you said, it's like there are shows behind the shows. You know, I mean, we get so much good stuff, but there's, if you can believe, there's even more. So how do you get access to this. I was really lucky that Andy, you know, because we were publishing under Andy Cohen Books, was a huge champion for just ripping down that fourth wall. And he kept saying to me, I want it to be a brick, which if you see the book, it's a brick. You can stop a door yes. with it. Um, but he yeah. said, I want it to be a brick. I want to just mention it all, like ask them to be as honest as they can. And I'm really proud that like he was so open to that. And I think it's a testament to kind of the way he views this entire thing because some of the women trash talked him in the book and that's all in there. Like things were not edited out Who? Who? <laughs> um, only because she's talked very openly about it. Candace Diller Bassett, uh, Certainly had some things to say about She's Andrew. She's so messy. She's so messy. I know. And again, I love it. Um, she was joking the other day. She was like, Andy had mentioned on his show that some people trash talked in. And she was like, you know, a classic. Who said that? Who did that? And then she found out it was her. <laughs> I'm, I can't. I cannot. I can't. But she wasn't the only um, one. It's all in there. Go read it. You'll have it. 
Okay, so some things, that, like, so the book itself, we knew it would be explosive, mm-hmm. but there's been explosions in the news ever since the book came out. So Housewives essentially reacting or stories and tidbits coming out. So, and I know that you said, we started this off by saying, these are the Housewives' feelings, yeah. okay? They're not facts. They're allegations and they're accusations. Right. Speaking of which, so, and people have the capacity to lie. We know that. Of course. So there's a lot of stories now that are coming out where I'm like, wait, who's telling the truth? So... Danielle Staub <laughs> accused Teresa Judice of stabbing her with a fork in the back, literally, not figuratively, literally. Obviously, she told you the story. Can you, like, give me your read on it? <laughs> I mean... Because there's some shit I'm like, no, Danielle, shut up. No way. Again, like, this was where it was really challenging for me. I think ethically, I looked at this book as if I start giving judgments to what people are saying and making editorial decisions of whether I think it's true or not true. um, That's really a dangerous place to be in. You know, I won't want to censor anybody because then, you know, the others wouldn't want to be censored. So when I heard her say that, that was certainly shocking. I did not expect that to be the case. But when I asked Uh Teresa about her experiences with Danielle, she never told me that she stabbed her in the back with a fork. So (laughs) again, I'm only to believe that, you know, somewhere in the middle there is the truth. I don't necessarily say that Danielle is telling the truth or that Teresa is telling the truth. I, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wild. An- another wild story that came out, Heather Thompson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's alleging that she was basically telling a story about why her and Sonia are no longer friends. Mm-hmm. Sonia Morgan, Real House was in New York City, in case you don't know. And if honestly you don't know, like, what are you doing here? Okay, anyway, <laughs> so, no, I'm not shaming you guys. I'll catch you up. So Heather told you, Dave, yeah. that um, she basically what she was trying to say was like, ugh, I've had some wild nights with Sonia, and one night I had had enough. We were in Atlantic City, and I watched men in a vestibule, which I don't know what a vestibule is, but in a vestibule, put cigarettes out in Sonia's vagina. And that's when we were done. So, but now I think it's Ramona, definitely Luann, um, Leah are all coming out like, fuck that story. (laughs) So now it's like becoming like a cast war against Heather, who of course we know did come back for a stint this past season. And then Leah called her a Karen and then she left the show. So like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of drama just brewing in and of itself. What was your reaction when she told you that? Well, it's so interesting because even the way you're telling it is a little askew, I think, from the way uh, it's meant to be told in the book and the way that I heard her tell it. So just to clarify. Interesting. It's like a game. It's a game of telephone. Right. Just to clarify. So she was telling the frustration she had when they were going to um, Atlantic City. She tried to, if you remember, she tried to go into Sonia's house and Sonia wouldn't let her and kept her outside. And she was really upset about that. And what she was saying was like, I've been there for Sonia for many, you know, experiences. I've picked her up off the ground when she was too drunk to walk. And then she explained that I saw her in a vestibule with these men putting cigarettes into her vagina. And I stopped that from happening. Now, when someone says that- Oh, she said, wait, 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 wait. She said, and I stopped that from happening. Oh yeah, she says that she takes her away. She stops it from happening, that she like did not want that to happen. Now, again, I didn't understand that when I first heard it. I was like, that's wild. But Sonia herself has talked about it in a video. If you go, I think uh, page six pulled it up and recently wrote about it. But she talks about how Josh Flagg and her had a wild night out one night where she was 
they were putting lit cigarettes in her vagina to see if she could Josh Flag. Josh Flag. From Million Dollar Listing. Correct. Was putting cigarettes with Sonia right. in her own vagina. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, um, you know, like, <laughs> you you know, the, you, we've heard about it just in the Housewives universe and in uh, Dallas, they saw, they went to Thailand and there was the ping pong trip that they thought, yes. this is like a popular yes. cabaret, you know, Amanda Lepore sort of, you know, that <sighs> sort of cabaret trick where oh. women smoke a cigarette with there mm-hmm. so i think sonia was if you watch the video sonia is saying like oh yeah that's what i was doing and in the video she's like it was crazy it was so much fun like that's what was happening it was just happening in a public place and and heather was like don't wow. do that um but a lot of people interpret that shook, as sexual Dave. assault and i i just want to make it very clear like i would never publish anything about sexual assault like that callously and i did not believe that it was sexual assault when she said it and nor did did she say it to me as if it was sexual assault, nor did anybody view it as sexual assault. Nor did Sonia. Nor did Sonia, who says, oh my God, it was so much fun. We had the best time. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Candid. There's a specialist for just about everything, right? When my car breaks down, I go to a mechanic. When there's a problem with my shower, I call a plumber. So when you want to get your uneven crooked teeth fixed, you see an orthodontist. They're the specialists. And that's what sets Candid, the invisible, comfortable, and removable aligners above the rest. While poorly reviewed or insanely overpriced clear aligner companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you or do everything from the comfort and convenience of your own home. It's up to you. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before that, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. And with your aligner treatment, you'll get Candid. Candid's teeth whitening for free. Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. Right now, you can get started from home for just $15 with the Candid Starter Kit, or you can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you today. Go to candidco.com slash Taylor and use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's candidco.com slash Taylor. Use code Taylor. Take advantage of this limited time offer for a $15 starter kit. Just go to Candid, C-A-N-D-I-D, C-O, CandidCO.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R, code Taylor. And now back to the podcast. Dave, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm so happy I brought it up because it's almost one of the things where I'm like, oh, I'm going to actually have the balls to bring this up. But I do. I do have the balls. <laughs> but I'm so happy I asked because you explained it. And this is like, this is a little lesson, a lesson poo for all of us listening and engaging this conversation. And Dave, I'm sure you know this better than anybody, but it is wild when things like clickbait is real and things are taken totally out of context or a sentence is dropped and it go, it becomes a story where Heather's repeating something that Sonia herself would admit to literally sounding like she didn't step in f- to help her friend when she was being like abused sexually. Right. So I am so happy I asked that because that is the clarification that I didn't even know I was going to get. <laughs> the, Holy shit. That clarifies it for you for sure. And again, it's Sonia's own words. I'm not trying to, uh, to interpret them in any way that she didn't tell me because she or she didn't say rather in that video i think again it's on josh flag's uh youtube page so (laughs) these people are cray okay and then last but not least um there was bethany frankel recently came out oh yeah uh 
tweeting about the book and she had mentioned on her podcast a while ago something about the book being written and that she had been asked to be interviewed and she didn't want to be interviewed and now she's kind of like I don't know she seems to throw a little shade at the book is she just jellyfish that she decided not to be a part of the book is that what's going on here that's interesting I don't know if she is I I I have no kind of understanding of her feelings about it except for what she has said publicly um of course I did reach out to her of course we all wanted her to be a part of it um she chose not to for her own reasons I I don't actually really know what they were um but I respect them all uh I I think that so I, I think that Bethany is somebody who um, you know, is really going to be honest and never really holds back. I would have loved to have her feelings towards things in the book to kind of sit alongside everyone, but she, um, you know, chose not to do that. And if she's speaking out about it now, that's great. I want to hear it all. So, um, wherever she says that I am going to be listening for sure. Bethany, mention it all. Mention Did you hear it that? All, That's Bethany. what Dave just said. Mention it all. No, I want also, to hear it all. I'm, and I don't take any of what she said, just to be really clear. I don't take yeah. anything of what she said personally. It's not about me. I'm no. not offended. I know that she respects me and I respect her. So uh, before anyone thinks that Dave Quinn is feuding with Bethany Frankel, I am not. I'm Whatever. <laughs> Bethany has every right to say what she has to say. And uh, I look forward again to hearing. Dave, is there going to be another? Like, will we get like a round two of this? Because I feel like this, that's, that's the beauty of Housewives. It's been going on forever. I don't see an end in sight, nor do I want one. Like, could this be something that we're getting more and more and more well, of? First of all, I have so much material, over 500 hours of interviews that I could literally publish five books uh, based just on these first 15 years. But I would love to do the next 15. I would also, I'm going to put it out there in the universe because I believe in just speaking your truth. Like I am ready to write the oral history of Below Deck next. I think that there's so many great stories (laughs) through that series. It's the top rated franchise right now on Bravo. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, Below Deck Med really last year did so well. So I'm ready. Below Deck, Below Deck Med, Below Deck Sailing below deck adventure or whatever the new one is called. Like I'm going to, I will, I'm so excited. Like whenever they're ready, I'm here. I've done it now. I know the mistakes that I made (laughs) before Um, just in the organization and the process, because I've never written a book before. I've never written an oral history book before. I reached out to writers who had done it before. None of them wrote me back. So I went into it totally blind, but now I'm ready to do it. So I hope that I uh, get the opportunity below deck. Well, you did a great job. I mean, I went on Amazon to get it. Not available. I know. Like, dude, that's, there are, it's always available. Like <laughs> this book is crushing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so and much. And the content is just so great. And I'm just so happy it's you that wrote this book because I mean, there's nobody else who could do it better than you. You know, I adore um, you so much. Thank you for saying that. I adore you too. Okay. Before I let you go. I never want to leave. You had a fuck. You had a fucking party <laughs> that I want to be clear to the audience. I was invited to Dave's wonderful. He reached out. We were texting about the party. I was so excited to go. And my dumbass wrote that it was on October 26th instead of October 19th. So I literally had like my outfit pulled. I had like appointments for my hair, like a hunty. I was ready to bring it housewife style to this party, the book party at Capital in New York city. And have you ever had that word? Like you miss something. And I like the only other time I can remember that I was like, wait, freeze time, which isn't a thing. You can't do that. And roll it back was on my, at my first wedding. <laughs> 
when I was fighting with my parents over alcohol because I wanted to give everybody rosé and champagne, and they said that I got too drunk at the rose dinner and I wasn't allowed to drink on my wedding day, and I was having an adult tantrum. And that was the only other time in my life that I was like, wait, pause, pause life, rewind, can we do a do-over? So my first wedding and your book release party were the two biggest regrets of my life. I feel so horrible because I even texted you, I think, the day before Dave, it, and I was like, your wife moron. is welcome to come, like, You're you know, so sweet. Uh, let me know, and I, I just assumed that, like, I had sent the invite, you, you know, you had confirmed, I was like, oh, everyone knows they'll show up, and I... I really should have sent a follow-up email, but no. But when you didn't, Dave, this is not on you. This is a me problem. I, I am owning but, it. I'm so. And, ugh, but I'm, I'm gonna so call her. Mad. I'm gonna call her out too while I'm here because uh, oh our mutual friend Annie Labs also did. Yes. Also uh, did not show up. She had a, a childcare issue or some yeah, bullshit excuse did. like that. <laughs> and um, so when she didn't show, and then you, I was like, oh, maybe like you didn't want to come because she wasn't coming or whatever, right? I don't know. I don't take, I, I promise you, I wasn't thinking no, you're so about cool. like who wasn't there. I was like having, you know, the time of my life. Oh, I know. It was too much fun. Yeah, I know. I know. I would have loved for you to be there. And there was drama. I mean, it was so much fun. That's what I'm saying. So wait, so get real quickly, like, Tell me what the, so it was at Capital yeah. and it was like every, like so many housewives crawling with housewives. It was a housewife fucking safari. <laughs> ah, I'm so yes, mad again, I missed this it. This book was my baby and uh, this was Dave Quinn's baby shower. So I got all the housewives <laughs> there. Uh, we had a ton of Jersey women. Margaret was there. Um, Dolores, know, Jackie, Jennifer. Love. So they all joined, which is incredible. We had um, the New York housewives, Ramona and Luann, Ebony. Leah all showed up. Cindy Barshop yep. was there. A beautiful blast from the past. Candace Diller Bassett. I love Cindy. Therese, uh, Jackson Jordan from Potomac came up. And then Ugh. Leanne and Cameron and Deandra all came from Dallas, which I was so excited. Plus Kate Chastain was in the house. Andy Cohen, Darren Karp, Kate Edward. Ugh. It was like, it, it was incredible. And, and, and then like all of a sudden I turned around and Damon John from Shark Tank was there. And I was like, what? What is happening? Damon John from no. Shark Tank showed up. Kiki Barber. I was like, I cannot believe the amount of what? like stars in the room. Uh, Housewives fandom is big. And and Leslie Grossman was in town. SC Cup was in town. I was hoping they would all come. They couldn't make it. Ugh. I lived. I, all of it was just incredible. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Switchcraft. Match three games can be a lot of fun, but it seems like most of them are basically the same. The themes and characters change, but overall it's like the same boring format until now. Switchcraft is a brand new take on match three games. As you play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. Switchcraft is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV-worthy writing, choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative, and thousands of magical match three levels. I really like Switchcraft because the diversity in the characters is unlike anything I've ever seen. The story features over 85 characters from a variety of cultural backgrounds, as well as differently abled and LGBTQ plus characters. Thank you guys for repping. Also, they have literally, literally thousands of levels to play, so you never get bored. And once I'm playing, I just like do not want to put it down. So much so that I find myself playing while watching television. So in the game, in Switchcraft, you take on the role of a witch at Pendle Hill, the world's top academy of witchcraft. Ah, ah, ah. 
And it starts with the disappearance of your best friend, but now it's up to you to unravel the mystery of her disappearance using your magical match three skills. It's so fun. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery today. Again, you just download Switchcraft. That's S-W-I-T-C-H-C-R-A-F-T for free, free and have fun. Okay, now back to the podcast. I've never been more angry at myself <laughs> in my entire life. You know, oh it was my two God. hours long. It lasted. It was very short, but we had a, we had a, like an eight piece band. We were dancing. There was tons of more food than was at Leanne Locken's wedding because I went to Leanne Locken's <laughs> wedding. Shade. There was actual. The uh, there was a lot of food there. Um, we had a we had a some a beautiful two women um, on a like an aerialist hanging from like a circle. You know. Doing, <sighs> I mean, Tinsley Mortimer would have cried at the circus act that we were showing. It was just coffee bar and cake. I mean, it was, and the amount of press people, I I will never have as fancy an event in my entire life. My wedding will never be like that. It was, it was great. And I missed you so much there. It would have been so fun. Oh my God. Well, I'm so sorry I wasn't there. Thank you for being so like cool and chill about it. Cause some people would be mad at me for the rest of their lives. Um, but uh, it just, it looked fabulous. It sounded fa- like I literally was doing, I was pulling news stories for my daily talk show, <laughs> the Taylor Strecker show. And as I was pulling stories, I kept seeing everybody in the step and repeat. Oh no. And I kept seeing housewives and I was like, oh, that's so funny. Dave's party's around the corner. I wonder what other event could draw all these housewives. <laughs> and then it said, Dave Quinn's book release party. And I was like, no. I mean, to be totally clear, I was sitting on the toilet pooping. <laughs> so thank God, because I would have shat my pants if I wasn't already sitting on the toilet. Oh, my God. My I pants. felt so bad. I, uh, when you told me, you were like, I immediately texted you. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, I'm so proud of you. Thank and you. so many congratulations. And it is, this is just like. This is the delicious thing we never knew we needed, but now that it's here, we all need in our lives. I mean, there is no such thing as too much housewives for me. I agree. I don't know about and you. I will say, like, I have been very, very thankful and gracious. You know, I live in gratitude anyway. Um, as a sober person, nine years, I just live every single day is like very grateful to be alive and very grateful for all the support. I've been absorbing the love that's coming in. And the articles have been incredible, but like, there's still so much that no one is talking about. And I keep reminding myself that there are levels of housewives viewers. You, me, we are watching like every little second. Oh, yeah. We have never missed an Instagram post and never missed a Reddit post, any of that nope, stuff. We're no, in it. No. Nope. But I can guarantee you that there are fans that are just not as involved in that same sort of way. So um, I don't know. I kind of really love that, like, we get to, uh, <laughs> I kind of really love that you and I get to uh, sit back and watch all of the fans go wild over the things that we may know. There's something in there for everyone. There really is. Honestly, Dave, I've been shocked, like shook to the core over a lot of things. And I'm a super fan. Yeah. So if I can be shocked, oh my God, anyone, you know, everybody's going to be shocked. It's, it's really, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Truly. Thank you for doing the Lord's work. No joke. Oh, you're welcome. It is my absolute honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, if you don't have it already, get this book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. It's by Dave Quinn. And um, where can you get it? Where should where should I direct people to get Wherever it? Wherever books are sold. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad. We, we certainly are selling really well. And a lot of people have been asking really me. Really well. I'm like, I am not, I don't know. I'm not the manufacturer. I think 
it'll be there. You can get it on devices. You can get it at bookstores, wherever yep. you read it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I had to do. I had to get it on a tablet. Um, I am, t- but I'm getting the hard copy too. Um, but it, number one bestseller on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the, it, wild. In the words of Andy Cohen, Mazel Tov. Thank you. you know, <laughs> you're welcome, uh, Dave. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I know you're so busy right now. I really appreciate you giving me some time and talking through all of this deliciousness with me. I love you to bits and pieces. I love you too. And I will come anytime, anywhere you want me to be. I'll actually write the date down though and show up on time. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Um, You guys, Dave, where should people follow you? Uh, I'm on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram at nine Daves, N-I-N-E-D-A-V-E-S. Just think about me being in nine different places at the same time. That's where you can find (laughs) me. Which you literally, literally exactly. You guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us. That is it for us this week. Again, not all diamonds and rosé. Fucking piece of work. Art, you deserve all of the awards. Um, You guys, that's it for us this week. Have a fantastic, fantastic one. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, please, and thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Until next week.